now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Well, hello once again. It's Pastor Marty and Tommy D. We are so thankful that you've chosen to listen to this edition of the Post-Sermon Podcast. And, uh, you know, this was... This was one of those messages, Tom. I just got to be honest with you. I was looking forward to it. I could tell. I, I was. It was a fun one. I, I think anytime you get to just beat the drum of obedience, mm-hmm. I think pastors we just like preaching those kinds of messages. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so this was one of them. This was one of them. Yeah. Well, I knew it was going to be good though when you were in James and you set it up and you said James is probably the most practical book oh. in the Bible. Yeah, it, so. it's one of those punch you in the face, get out there and do something about what you claim to be. Show me, Mm -hmm. show me who you are. You know, you claim to be the greatest baseball player, get out there and swing a few. Here's a bat. You claim to be the greatest golfer, Tom, let's get out there on the course and show me. I just want to say that. I don't want to have to back it up on the (laughs) golf course. All right. And that's what you feel like James is all about. He's like, man, get out there and prove something by what you're doing. So anyway, I'm getting fired up already. (laughs) Anyway, let me just start this. Favorite movie of all time, what was it? Hands down, I don't even think it's arguable. It's uh, Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good 80s movie. Had a lot of energy. You know, I remember I uh, when that movie was kind of the tail end of it, but um, in the early 90s, um, I lived out in Kansas, and there's, I think it's the third longest runway in the United States. It's an abandoned um, Air Force Base. Oh, wow. But what they would do, if, say, the space shuttle back then needed a place to land, it couldn't land at Port Canaveral or in Houston, this would be the place it would land. So they, the, the, they kept it up. They kept it up. Oh, yeah. Right. And so a military base nearby, um, they would use that landing strip or that, that runway for touch and goes. Oh, man. So these fighter jets would come in, and I'd had a motorcycle back then, and I'd go, and there's a road that went right down the side of it, and I would just drive down you, that You road. were Tom Cruise. I was, <laughs> I was envisioning myself. Oh, Green, yeah. Those jets just, when you feel that energy, you know. Anyway, that was a great movie. Great movie. Hey, I was thinking about your message um, and the question, what's the greatest movie, and it inspired me. Yesterday, I went back and watched Maverick again. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, the second <laughs> yeah. one. So Well, good for you. I yeah. don't think I've watched it yet. Oh, um, it's great. Yeah. I have a hard time with, with those uh, follow-up movies like that. This one did not disappoint. Really? I was so nervous, but this one this one was legit. I'm going to I'm gonna have to try yeah. that, you know. It's free right now on Prime. Okay. There's a, there's a <laughs> there's, plug there's to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we talked about that and uh, and just making the application that, you know, sometimes that's the way church feels. We, we go to a good movie. Mm-hmm sit through a good church service and we walk outside and we go, so what, what difference does it make? You know? So I just wanted to get us motivated. Not that we're not doing anything. I think charity is doing an an incredible amount of good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But there's just, we look around and we see that there's just so much more, so much more. And we've got the people that, you know, we do. do You said church was never intended to be just a good movie. Right. But yeah. Right. Right. I, I agree with what you said. Charity is doing amazing things. I, I talk to family in Greensboro a lot of times. And, you know, Greensboro's got five, 10,000 people churches, huge mega churches. And and when they hear some of the things that charity, the people are doing, they, it, they're blown away. They're like, oh. you guys are making more of an impact in your community than, than a lot of mega churches. Mm. Like, so 
Um, it was a great reminder, though, even for people who are doing things to not get complacent, right. to, to to keep stay the working course. it out. Yeah, stay, stay the, the course. course. And so it started out, and we were in James chapter 1, um, verse 19 is where we started out. And, uh, man, just one of those hard ones to hear. It says, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Yeah. Now, you can talk now. Okay. Oh, I was being oh, yeah. slow to speak. <laughs> Oh, man. Somebody asked me the other day, after, I think after that message, um, they said, um, oh, actually, it was before the message. I was with one of our life groups, and they said, um, Tommy, do you struggle with anger? I said, uh, yes, yes, just a little bit. I'm no. definitely not excused from that. But um, the old saying, God gave us two ears and one mouth, right? We should listen twice as much as we speak. That's for sure. Yep. I struggle with that <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times. But but in that, I was just saying that we need to be receptive mm-hmm. to the word. We need to listen to the word, you know, and, and so um, that's hard to do. I mean, even quiet time, as we call it, you know, that's what I call it from years ago. I just, when I spend time reading the word, maybe going through a devotion, whatever it might be, sometimes it's just hard to be receptive. You you kind of go through it, read it, do your thing, and uh, check a box. Yeah, and just don't take the time to really um, think about what it's saying. Yeah, like, meditate. Mm-hmm. You know, and concentrate on it. And um, but man, we could just go through so much in those verses. Um, well, one thing that you said practically, I thought you know we all need to heed and we need to be receptive to the word and what you preach. But a lot of times when we are quick to speak, especially when we're angry, yeah that's really when we get in trouble. Yeah, we say things we we can't take back. Regret. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when we yeah, have so many regrets and 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 wish I'd have never said that. You you've you've had those discussions with Leah, I'm sure. Or she's had plenty with me. Were <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. you know, why did I say that? Yeah. I should have never said that. That's right. <laughs> and that's an argument you never win, right? Never. I yeah. learned a hey, four famous words. Uh, the pastor or officiator or wedding. He said, "If you can just learn these four words," and I said, "I'm I'm a slow man, simple man, but I can remember four <laughs> words." He said, "You're right. I'm sorry." Mm. It's it'll, good. It'll make for a good Sol- marriage. Solves yeah. a lot of problems. I've used there. it many times. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you know, in that he's talking about the uh, the dangers of being angry, and anger just does not produce anything good in us. It creates tension. It creates uh, these outbursts, saying words that we wish we wish we would have never said. Um, man, it just doesn't make. It just doesn't produce the righteousness of God. And uh, man, I'm so guilty of, of of letting those outbursts of anger get the best of me. Oh my goodness, bro! That story you told though about <laughs> winding up in Salisbury on Saturday. <laughs> oh, that was great. The oh. Cheer Wine Festival. We had gone up there, the the girls, my granddaughters had their little um, gymnastics exhibition, and they wanted ice cream afterwards. So we decided to go to Dairy Queen. Oh my gosh. You got to go all the way up to Ennis oh, Street yeah. and then go down. I didn't even know the Cheerwine Festival was going on, but oh my God. I saw that there was like 100,000 people in That's, there. It's insane. For that thing. We've been here 16 years now and we've never been. <laughs> I've never been to it. People look at me like I have a third eyeball when okay. I tell them that, but like, no, I just have sanity and yeah, I want to keep they it. They didn't need me there. Yeah. They had plenty of cheerful 
winos. Well, you said you you were a cheerleader for the guy who was road raging in front of you. He was going off. Yeah, man. You he, said, guys, hey, this is cheer wine, not actual wine. Like, he had his head out the window screaming at people. And I was like, you go. You oh, go. Man. You're doing what I want to do right now. And I was back there just laughing. Um, but yeah, so so when we when we do that, um, you know, we, we, we don't want to have anger. We want to make sure that we're receptive to the word of God. And, and, and sometimes when we're receptive to the word of God, it, it doesn't settle right with this. But then as I was picturing this, I'm like, I'm reading the word. I need to be paying attention to the word, whether it's reading it or listening to somebody preach the word to me. And, and then I've got to have a response to it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's got the, the word of God is alive. It's sharper than any two edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. So there's something alive about it and it should elicit a response from us. Sure. And, uh, and, and that's what James is talking about. He's saying, don't, listen, go ahead. Uh, just don't be just hearers of the word, be doers, be a doer. Yeah. James one twenty two. And if you're not a doer, you're deceiving yourself mm. into thinking you're something that you're not. That's right. There's a great example you gave. Actually, I think that sometimes we do think that, man, if I'm reading the word, that's all that needs to be done. And we don't think we need to put it into action, which is crazy. But when you put it in that practical example of like you having a conversation with your kid about going and mowing the yard or something. Yeah. And they said, well, yeah, well, I heard you. Yeah. Well, well, why didn't you do it? Well, Well, no, I listened to you. No parent would be okay with that. Like <laughs> that wouldn't settle well with no. us. No. I had a question. Um, one of your points was uh, we're more prepared to hear what needs to be heard when we rid ourselves of the things that distract us from the word. So, what are some oh. maybe some just practical things that you think distract people? I, I think I mentioned a couple of them. I think that our own pride and our own self-serving attitude, mm. that selfishness about us, is something that hinders us from it. And listen, this was in my notes. I didn't go down this road in, in the sermon. Okay. Here, we're so in for a treat. Those of you who are listening, you get the little extra things. I think Christians have gotten to the place, and I may have alluded to this to some degree. I think that we get to a point where we feel like if we wear the t-shirt, okay, or you, you've seen... Yeah, you you get, get maybe a tattoo, a tattoo yeah. um, or, or you've seen the businesses that have the fish on all the vehicles. Oh yeah, our Instagram bio says yeah, Christ follower, and you go, so what? Mm. Big deal. What are you doing about it? I mean, let me see that. You know, because I th- I think there's a couple of things here. This is my Your soapbox. Sp- yeah, okay. Go. I think people attach Christian to their business, to themselves, to make more sales. Oh, yeah. Or to make themselves look Christian mm-hmm. or better or holy or whatever. And they do that for the sake of personal gain. That's selfishness. Selfish ambition. It's selfish. And right. you don't see that in yourself. I can look at it. I got it myself, you know. I got those things. But I think... And, and I'll be honest with you. I think that is a form of taking the Lord's name in vain. I don't disagree with that. Thank but, you. Because it, I mean, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and, and the pastor said, you know, one of the biggest hindrances to people taking a step of faith and giving their life to Jesus is the church. Yeah. 
Now, that's a gut punch. That's a gut punch. And and obviously, he's referring to the church, meaning you and me, the people. Yeah. Uh, but those of us who call ourselves Christ followers yeah. and the way we're presenting ourselves to the rest of the world, and they look at it and say, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it, it, if that's what it means, I'm not in. I don't you, want to part of that. You're doing that to advance your business, like you oh, said. Yeah. You're, so, And you're, you know, you a lot of them, they'll dishonest, um, overcharging. Right. It's just dishonesty. And it's like, if you're really doing this the way Christ would want you to, you know what he told the rich young ruler? Go sell what, it all. Just go sell it all and give it to the poor. That's right. Oh, he went away sad. I can't jump into that too much because that's in the next sermon series that I'm doing. Okay. okay. It's going to be one of them. I'm pretty sure. Um, but anyway, that's one of those things where our response to the word of God and we've got to look into the Word of God, and and when we walk away and there's no change, we're living a life of deception. And those are the things. There there are things that that we allow to stay in there that hinders um, our walk with the Lord, as you were just mentioning there. I will say this though, because we know plenty. Because I agree, that's a, a justified soapbox that you just had. But we also could sit here for the next thirty minutes and an hour and give examples of the opposite. People who are absolutely your business owners and they're the most selfless yeah. people and the most humble people ever. And you know what? You're drawn to people like that. Oh my God. It's refreshing. Absolutely. It's so refreshing. And, and you run across them and it, you know, they don't have scriptures posted on their vehicle. They don't, they don't need it. They don't have anything on there and you get done with them and you go, man, that was just such a great, pleasant experience. And you find out, Oh, they go down here to the local church. That's and right. He, he just, doing an honorable job yep. to bless people and getting paid a, a rightful, um, a fair wage. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so anyway, we're blessed in our doing. Well, that's, that's the bottom line. We are, we are blessed in the doing, not just the hearing or not just the look. Mm-hmm. And I think Christians think that we can, uh, get by with the, the look or, you know, some of the verbiage that, that gets, gets us what we want. Selfishness. Finishing it up. With the uh, we we've got to be obedient. So we got to hear the word. We got to be responsive to the word, receptive, responsive, and then obedient uh, was the last one there. And uh, man, I just jotted it down. Keep your talk to a minimum and your actions to a maximum. You said that. I'm like that's that's tweetable. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's 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 a good thing to live by. It's a uh, put your you know, put your money where your, your mouth feet, is, yeah. where your mouth should be, yeah, you know, that's right. or where most people's mouths are. Let's, let's just put some action to that. Yeah. I love, you know, we try to keep things simple, the old kiss principle, keep it simple, stupid. And you're like, well, how do you live out the Christian faith? Well, you love God, love people. Yeah. And, and you gave the practical way at the very end of this message, but love God, love people. This is the same thing. Keep it simple. Keep your talk minimum. Keep your actions maximum. Oh yeah. Speak less, do more. That's, Do you know what one of the biggest frustrations, and you, you mentioned a little bit about this, one of the biggest frustrations that the outside world, those outside of the church, um, and, and specifically we talked about foster care ministry, one of the biggest frustrations that the foster care organizations that are, that are non-Christian based, um, that are just trying to find and provide homes for, for uh, homeless children, one of their biggest frustrations with the churches is we overpromise and underdeliver. Mm-hmm. Overpromise and underdeliver. Um, and a business motto should always be the opposite of it, that. It, yeah. Underpromise and overdeliver. Right. But how many Christians, you know, and I think it's the we have this great intention, 
because we know what's right. What supposed to do, yeah. We know, but we just don't put the feet to the action, you know, the Well, the, the thing the I'm excited about, Charity, and this, this vision you have about the foster care ministry that we have, and so many people have already jumped on board, is... Uh, not even necessarily, and you made this clear, you're not saying that this means that you're willing to necessarily bring a family into your home. Maybe you're not called to that, right. but you do have the resources and the ability to um, help people financially, to advocate for them, to give them uh, respite, you know, let them go on a date night. I thought, man, those are such good things because one of the things I've heard so many times is I wish Christians would stop saying they're pro-life and just say you're pro-birth because you want to see the baby born and then you couldn't care less about it afterwards. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. I don't want to be marked like that. Right. So, but But I've been guilty of that. You know, I am definitely pro-life, uh, you know, to, but like you're wording it, I'm, I'm anti-abortion. I don't think we ought to kill a baby in the womb, you know, right. and for whatever reason, but my goodness, we need to provide a place for them as After the early which, church did. Man, that story, um, oh, about how they would, uh, would you say infanticide where they infanticide, just, yeah, yeah, they would just discard these babies to exposure, but the, the church they're the ones that would go and rescue those babies. Man, like if that didn't give you goosebumps, I'm not oh sure you God. had a soul. I'm telling but, you. Yeah, when I when I read that and I and I wanted to confirm that I'd heard that before and I wanted to confirm it. I found it from multiple sources. Yeah. Multiple sources, the same type of stories going on. Um, but when I read that that letter from that soldier <sighs> that said, "Hey, if it's a if it's girl, a boy, I mean if it's a boy, keep it. If it's a girl, Expose. Expose. Oh my Get gosh. Rid of and uh but but the church responded the way a church should respond and they Christians responded the way Christians should respond and they changed the culture by Christians doing what Christians ought to do. Hmm. And and it it just was what what a great point in history to see that that became illegal. Yeah, I love that you kind of and you brought that to modern day as well. Like those early Christians did what they were supposed to do. Eventually, a few years down the road, it was put into law where that mm -hmm. was made illegal. And then it became a capital punishment crime. And we're, we kind of have these same things in legislation right now. So the last few weeks, you really kind of uh, challenged. Don't just sit on the sidelines, get in the game. Get get busy doing something. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this. We have, uh, we have our foster care ministry here at Charity that we've just recently launched. And uh, I think we've had, I think just after Sunday, I think we had five or six more people that signed up for, I think, I think our group now is about 30, 30 that have signed up to care for that or That's help exciting. in that. And a bunch of them went down last night to do, uh, I forget the name of the, the class they were taking, but it was like trauma care. Um, like things that you ought to say and not say if you're dealing with a, a foster child and, and how to word things. And so just so so much exciting around that. There's there's resources, there's people um, that are going through this training to try to be a be a place. You know, we want to respond well and uh, we've dabbled in it for years. But now we're, we're jumping. We're jumping feet first in hey, we, head first in one way or the other. We do have um, a, a resource that. I would recommend, I haven't finished the book yet, so I say this with a little bit of a caveat, but I am reading the book, and it's foster care through the lens of the gospel, mm. and, and a pastor and his wife wrote the book, and but the thing I love about it, and it is to properly equip people, they, they share the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm -hmm. 
and they just pull back the curtains and let you into their See lives. Really yeah, like. yeah, it's so good That's though. Good. But the good. life change stories, you know, they say is is well worth any kind of struggle uh, that they might experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you've said this many times. Ministry's messy. Right? That's right. Absolutely. And and that's a that's an area that it's not going to all be just rosy. There's going to be some mess, but Jesus jumped into the messes. And so uh, I think the bottom line for the whole thing, the whole message is just we've got to get out there and do something about what we believe. We say we believe it. Then let's show it. Let's dis- let's put our faith on display for the world to see. Mm. And because when they see our good works, what do they do? They glorify our Father who's in heaven. Amen. And that's what we're after. That's the bottom line. And, so, you're, well, you're, and just real quick, I mean, think about it. making a difference comes from doing, not knowing. Mm-hmm. Right? I was just, you said that as your bottom line, and I just started thinking. You know, you and I both go to the gym. You ever go to the gym? The gym you go to, by the way, has got like, they got the kind of personal trainers you want to train you. Yeah, yeah. The gym. I'm not saying any names, but sometimes I see people walking around with like personal trainer shirt, and I'm thinking that person, if they're, one of their hands. Yeah, if they're a certified trainer, they have a lot of knowledge. They uh-huh. had to take the class, but I'm not sure that's who I want training me because I'm not sure they've ever done it. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So just a, a practical, what I thought of when you said that <laughs> bottom line, but man, what we're doing is so much more important than oh, like man. physical health, the spiritual health. Uh, of people is so much more important. So it is. Well, this week I am going to be on vacation. And so the one and only Tommy D gets to bring the message. You want to give us a little preview of what's up? Man, I am so excited. Well, this weekend's Memorial Day where we we honor those who made the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. And so I thought, I'm going to look at the greatest sacrifice ever. Yeah. And we're going to just look at the cross. That's good. We're going to look at the cross and we're going to learn from Jesus, even in that position, was still teaching and made seven statements from the cross and we're going to examine them. Wow. So it's going to do that in, in a, in a 30 minute message. <clears throat> I'm going to be talking like the micro machine, man. <laughs> you got it, man. Yeah. I know you can do it. Well, I will say this though, that, you know, just, just going back and digging in and kind of doing what you said and not reading it surface level, but really thinking about what the words say and just been entrenched in the crucifixion the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. man, it's been wrecking me. Wow. It's been wrecking me. That's good. So I won't be able to watch Sunday morning. I'll be somewhere in the Bahamas. Oh um, my God. I will watch the message <laughs> at some point when I have good internet. Um, then after that, we're going to kick off a, a new series. Dude, you're giddy about this next I, series. I'm so excited about this new series. And, uh, it, you know, it, with all the talk around artificial intelligence, the AI, um, I'm going to do a whole series about artificial intelligence. So I can't wait. I think we got this coming weekend. It's going to be a great message. The, the, the messages after that, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun be a good kickoff time. to the summer, yeah. you know? So for sure. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Share it with somebody and, uh, we'll talk later. Bye.